This time on Culture File, we meet the Sarod Nisul, an instrument that came to our guest this time in a dream. Matthew Noon is an Australian-born Sarod player, now based in the west of Ireland. He makes music with some of Ireland's most celebrated traditional musicians, using that fretless, 20-odd-stringed Indian classical instrument. He talked to Culture File's Louise McMahon about the many stops and many Sarods on the musical journey to his latest album, a lockdown effort recorded in a Claire Cabin. It's funny because the album, it wasn't really made with making an album in mind. During the first lockdown, I um, just needed to make music. So I set up all my equipment in a cabin on a piece of land that I own. Basically just messed around and most of it is improvised. There was the lockdown, there was some other personal stuff going on in my life at the time. And so I just used the cabin and the recording process as just a sort of cathartic therapeutic space, really. There was no compositions or tunes or melodies or songs or anything like that. It was just press record. That might be at 8 o'clock in the morning or it might be at midnight or whatever. My main instrument is the Indian lute called the Sarod. I've been studying that for about 18 years. So I've spent a long time in India learning how to play Indian classical music. I still still am learning how to play Indian classical music. Yeah, I guess the last five to 10 years I've been doing stuff with the Sarod, which is not Indian. It's a pure thing, the highest form of some kind of... I have another instrument that I play Irish music on, the Sarod. And then I have this new electroacoustic sarod, which I got made for making weirder music, I guess. I did make an album with this electroacoustic instrument in um, 2018. So yeah, I'll give you a, a little demo of just some, something. It was the first time I'd used the instrument and also the first time I'd used any electroacoustic software that was really uh, exploratory. Whereas this album, I feel like I've had the instrument for a couple of years and I'm also a bit more familiar with what I want to do with the electronic side of things, which is not very much actually, it's kind of pretty subtle. So that's pretty much what the album features, is that instrument, electronics, some voice, some bits of percussion, some bird song. I think there's a ukulele on one track as well. But yeah, primarily the Sarod. The design for my instrument came to me in a dream. In the headstock of the instrument there's an eye, which is why it's called the Sarod Nasul. In the dream, the eye could actually move. It was like this really trippy, you know, acid flashback thing. When I had the dream, I, I sketched it, and then I just sent the sketch to this guy, Edward Powell. I never even went to his workshop, never even met him. He was just in the Czech Republic working away, and he just sent me the instrument a year later when it was finished. The first day I had it in my hands. It was literally a dream come true, you know. And it's still a bit strange whenever I pick it up. It has a, has a strange quality, you know. It's not like any instrument I've ever played before because it isn't like any instrument that's really been made before. Which is kind of the whole purpose of it. 
I'm, I've been involved in Zen Buddhism since I was about 25. I took my、um, precepts. By the time I got involved in Zen, I'd sort of given up playing indie music. I was always kind of getting into more and more experimental music. Like I started off playing guitar and got into indie rock, and then it was sort of the fringes of indie rock or post rock. I started drumming and electronic music, and I was just always sort of searching for something, I guess, the right vehicle. When I went to India, I was really into Zen, and there's a chant in Zen where they they mention the names of the historical places where the Buddha was in India: Lumbini, Bodhgaya, Kusinagara, Kapilavatsu. So my itinerary was just to follow these、um, the footsteps of the Buddha, I guess, and to go to these towns. I had sort of an idea of you know it'd be kind of cool to get into the music, but it wasn't really the main reason. But then it became the main reason because、um, my illusions were shattered about what the spiritual path was. <laughs> I sort of fell off the, the Zen wagon in India, and I got into music. Met my teacher in Calcutta in 2003. All the energy that I had been using for Zen in my meditation practice just sort of got channeled into Indian music. Then, that's sort of what I did for five or six years. Sugataroy Chowdhury, he's still my teacher. I've had some training with another teacher who lives in Stroud, actually, an Indian man who lives in Stroud called Kesheeda. Kesheeda will be an elder of the tradition. I think he might be seventy now. Sugata was. The biggest influence on me musically, and, st- and still in many ways, is yeah. This is twenty-three strings. Yeah, twenty-three. Yeah. With Irish music, mostly I play jigs and reels and hornpipes and marches and play the melodies. Yeah. It's been a process, really, of just getting familiar with the music and learning a lot of tunes. And I, I, I took up the fiddle as well. I mean, I can play the fiddle badly, but I have an understanding of the melodies in a traditional sense as well. And then I just try and adapt them. I see myself as a, as a traditional musician, and I've played with, you know, very traditional musicians, and people have always said nice things. So it mustn't be too bad. So I've made two albums with Tommy Hayes, the percussionist Tommy Hayes, and we have a project which is called Ontara. Most of that's traditional music with some Indian compositions and some of our own compositions as well.、Uh, there's a wonderful film on YouTube、uh, called The Sound of a Country, which was made by Miles O'Reilly. Miles came with us on a tour of India with Martin Hayes and Dennis Cahill. I sort of put the tour together and then accompanied Martin and Dennis on their trip around India. There's a lot of music in that film of myself and Martin and Dennis, and also other Indian musicians. That's a really good place to start as well. <laughs> Indian culture: you take off your shoes when you go inside. So, you know, if you, when you go to the concert stage, you're, you're sitting down on a on a rug, and you, so you you take off your shoes, you know. I've never played the sarod with shoes on. Part of the culture of the instrument. Unconditional love.
Matthew Noon there and the reporter was Louise McMahon and you can find that new album The Other Side of Knowing on Bandcamp among other places.